Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose, regardless of self-doubt and what others think. Alrighty, let's just get to work. This podcast episode is really an extension from the International Women's Day panel that I led at this year's South by Southwest, and I got the opportunity to chat with some of Austin's top entrepreneurs and leaders and really uncover how these women have been so successful in building their brands, businesses, and leadership roles. With no further ado, I'd absolutely love to introduce you all to one of my favorite guest speakers from the International Women's Event, Christine May, who has been a CEO, global leader, and seasoned white space pioneer, really building over 30 years of consumer goods experience across multiple Fortune Global companies. Christine has been one of the top international decision decision makers for P&G, Nike, Coca-Cola, Gathered Foods, and more. It is no secret that Christine has not only discovered the secret to success in the corporate world, but she really wholeheartedly embodies what a charismatic leader means and has really left her mark and legacy on the market forever. Christine, welcome, welcome to Regardless. Well, thank you so much, Scott, and I'm so humbled. <laughs> thank you for all the kind words. Thank you. Well, it's you. It's what you built. And so <laughs> I'm so ready to celebrate that and to really share your story with my followers and how 20-somethings and beyond can really learn from your experience thus far and how we can start to embody what it means to be a true leader as well as start to create our legacy um, on planet Earth, whether that's in our careers or personally. So I would love to just get started. Do you think you could please define for us what leadership and legacy means to you and really how these two things have defined the trajectory of your career? Well, you know, it's a heavy question, Skylar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what I would I would say first and foremost, before even being a leader, just when you're working in an environment with other people, the most important thing is to remember that we're all human. Mm you know, and sometimes you have to set aside your own maybe paradigms and make sure that you are paying attention um, to what's important to others, especially if you're leading, don't make an assumption, make sure that you stop and you recognize, you know, the people that are around you. And if you can stop and just recognize that everyone is a human, you're got a great first step. But for me, you know, in terms of leadership, having been able to kind of galvanize a lot of different experiences, as you could have pointed out, yeah. um, you know, I had the opportunity to write down my leadership legacy statement. Um, oh, it's about maybe 10 years ago. And it really has defined how I would even love to be remembered, mm-hmm. you know, one day when, I, when I'm not here anymore, or even when I step away from the different companies that I've been with. Um, and I've also challenged my teams that work with me um, that anyone in the organization, no matter the level at any time, if I'm not espousing the behaviors, you know, of my leadership philosophy, I, I want to know, yeah. I want you to tell me because it's that important. And that leadership kind of philosophy, I'll tell you what it is. It's 
Listen, learn, and connect with your heart. Only then can you lead with authentic passion. Mm, It's powerful. It is super energizing for me and super powerful because each and every word has meaning, you know, took a long time just to kind of say, okay, what's really important to me. Yeah. Um, And it starts with listening, right. And listening Skylar is not just, well, first, of course it's with your ears, but it's also listening with all the different senses, you know, because you get signals from body language, Mm. um, you know, you just get all kinds of signals. So listen, listen to those, Mm. right. All the senses. And then, you know, you really want to constantly be learning. I'm, I'm innately curious, Mm. I'm not going to pretend to have all the solutions. Right. And I think that it's important as a leader that you really kind of welcome, um, feedback. Yeah. Routine. Right. Um, so learning, just having that learning mindset is super important. And then, you know, connecting with your heart Mm. because, you know, we've all had interactions with people who are just giving you maybe um, lip service. Yeah. You know, when somebody is genuine or not, and you want somebody who is leading to be genuine, Mm. right. To have a passion, not only for the business, but for the people, Mm. And if you can have these three in combination with each other, then you have an authenticity that you're Mm. you're developing, right? Um, And that you have this passion that's real. And then you can be inspired. So beautiful. Can you please repeat the leadership perspective one more time? Yeah. Um, Listen, learn, and connect with your heart. Only then can you lead with authentic passion. Mm. Do you see that this leadership perspective not only serves you, um, you know, obviously throughout the trajectory of your career, but also in your personal life? Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, it comes down to listening, learning, connecting. I mean, don't you want your friends or your family to be doing that with you? Mm -hmm. And don't you want your friends and your family and those people who are important to you want to know that you're being authentic with them? And that when you interact, that you're, you're passionate, that you're present. Um, We're not all perfect for sure. We're not all perfect, but certainly that's how I would like to interact with people that have meaning to me. Yeah. And it was amazing because I remember when we had a combo before the panel, you told me, and you just mentioned that whenever, you know, you may not be having the perfect day that you ask for feedback are yeah. you in alignment with your leadership perspective? Like that is flipping amazing that you do that yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I think most people, especially managers, aren't really open to that because they have to have this certain, you know, power control or feel or look a certain way. And that's incredible. So can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, how you're able to be such a powerhouse, but also approachable and humble at the same time. It's pretty beautiful. Well, (laughs) um, you just have to be real. Yeah. You know, um, I like, uh, to think that I don't, um, lead with arrogance, you know, because I don't want to be around people who are arrogant. Um, because I don't, again, it goes back to authenticity. Mm. Right. And, um, I kind of feel like 
you know, you win together and you lose separately. Right. So um, as there is a commitment to transparency um, and a commitment to um, be humble, Mm. right, about what you know and you don't know. Mm. I can also tell you, and I've been in different roles where I have been an independent contributor, meaning that I don't have any direct reports. And then, of course, I've been in roles where I have teams that directly report to me in a straight line. And I'm going to tell you that I think that the most valuable skill sets and the most valuable leadership qualities are developed actually when I was an independent contributor, Mm. trying to lead through influence versus leading because people had to had to abide by whatever I asked, right, as a as a line manager. Because you're learning to lead through collaboration, not to say that a line manager isn't doing it that way, but, you know, especially you talked about 20 somethings, right? Mm -hmm. When you are, you know, 20 something at the beginning of your career, you probably don't walk into your first job with a big team that's reporting to you. You're probably running around trying to get input from other people and trying to get um, cooperation or support for a project. Um, Mm -hmm. And the most important thing is to make sure that you're doing it genuinely with authenticity, mm. but also saying why, right? That's how you can influence It's because, you know, why do you want this? You don't need to name drop. It's not because the president or, you know, the executive leader says it has to be done. That doesn't necessarily motivate the partner and create, you know, a, um, a sound, enduring working relationship. Mm. But if you stop and take the time and said, you know, I need this because X, Y, Z, uh, project is going to require this kind of information and that your input is going to be key for us to be able to kind of amalgamate everything that's going to be um, central to the decision that needs to be made. Mm. Right. Um, and so I have always found that leadership through influence, you also should be using as a line manager as well. But Absolutely. in the early part of your career, um, you know, being able to explain why and to be authentic is really important. Love that. That hit home for me. Um, really cool. I, I remember you saying that this leadership perspective is still hanging on the walls at some of um, the top Fortune 500, 1,000 companies that you led at. So yeah, I'd love you know, to hear more about that. Well, Skylar, that, um, you know, when I, when I wrote that leadership legacy statement, I was actually at Coca-Cola. And uh, when I left Coca-Cola, you know, of course, my teams were so special. Um, and when I left, my team actually, one of the one of the managers, his uh, spouse was a calligrapher, mm. and so she calligraphied this leadership legacy statement, and they had it framed for me. And I have treasured that ever since, and it has actually been on my wall for every office that I've had since then, it's just moved around the world with me. And it's always been on the wall because it's a, it's a great reminder, right. Of something that's important, not only to me, but it's again, trying to make sure that I'm transparent with, Hey, you know, this is, this is, this is really important. It's not just words, you know, on a page or something no. that I just kind of thought up. Um, it's, it's what I want to live and breathe each and every day. Mm, congrats. And when I listen to your leadership perspective, I'm hearing that it stems from a lot of your values and a lot of values that I think people share and have in common. And that's really the foundation to how we show up every day. 
Um, and that's, 100%. that's very beautiful. 100% Skylar. Yeah. And it's cool. As I look at the trajectory of your career, you know, it really seems as if your journey is organized into three chapters, three evolving dreams as a seasoned female leader in the industry. You're really an excellent example of what it means to be flexible as well as prior prioritizing your growth and really always listening your to your dreams, um, regardless of what that looks like five years from now. And so is it true that your career interests and roles will change as you learn, mature, and grow? Well, you know, Skylar, what's really interesting about a career, it really is a journey. And I love the fact that you use that word journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my own career journey, I'll tell you, I would have never mapped it the way it's happened, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't change it. Mm. Um, it's not been also without uh, anxiety, without self-doubt, without um, feeling like you've had to make compromise. Of course, you know, all of these things happen on a journey, but you learn from them. And then you just need to have a mindset that you're going to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to say, Oh, you know, this happened because of, you know, ABC or XYZ, but it's like a, it's like a stairway. Right? We talked about this when we um, met in Austin, right. Um, it's it, the career is like a, a stairway as opposed to a ladder. Mm. Right. Because stairways can, you know, have different landings or they can be a spiral. They can be split level. They can be all different kinds of shapes and sizes as opposed to one ladder that just, you know, just goes up. You have to be willing, you know, and and open to look at different perspectives, at different experiences. And, you know, the the important thing about, you know, building um, the experiences along that journey is I could ask you the same question. Mm at three different points of your life. And because you have different experiences, different life circumstances that might be happening at those different points, you might answer me differently. Mm. Right. So, you know, when you think about, you know, where am I going to be in the next five years? Of of course, have a dream. But, you know, if you're not there in exactly that amount of time, or if you're not there or because you've changed your mind, it's okay. Okay. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's chapters that are yet to be written mm-hmm. and you just have to enjoy the journey. Thank you. I think many people get anxious about making this quote unquote right decision about their career. And regardless of fear of making the quote unquote wrong decision, how did you know how to say yes and no at the right times, the quote unquote right times throughout your career? Like, was it a gut intuitive thing? Were you talking to mentors? Like what did that, that picture look like for you? Yes, yes, yes. All of the above. Yes, Um, yes, yes. All the time. All all of the above. I mean, you know, in the end, you, you definitely need to know what you will and won't do. So you have to have your own personal value system and be pretty certain in that value system and kind of be able to draw that line. And granted, it's much easier to say that when you've had, you know, five, 10 years under your belt versus, you know, just starting out at one or two years. Um, But you always need to be committed to learning, Mm. right? Because that's how you're going to develop. So whatever choices you make in the future, are you learning along the way? And you know, just yesterday I was having a conversation with someone thinking about um, uh, considering another career opportunity, right? And we were talking about, gosh, the last few years have been incredible at how people look at their jobs. 
right? I mean, just after the the pandemic, you yep. know, we had this thing called the Great Resignation, right? A yep. lot of people saying, you know, I'm going to leave my job because of ABC or quality of life or you know whatever it was. There was this kind of mass kind of uh, exodus. Okay, maybe that's an overstatement, but it was dubbed the Great Resignation, right? Yeah. And then now it's become more of a thing called quiet resignation, mm-hmm. right? Because people are saying, okay, well, I'm going to stay in my job right now because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'd rather keep it, but budgets have been cut, you know, or projects are, are more limited. I'm just going to do just the bare minimum. Mm. Right. And I might just be open to go look for something else. And it's been written, you know, in, in the press about the quiet resignation. So we had the great resignation. Now you have this like quiet resignation. Quiet. And then, of course, now, um, you know, front and center and for many, many large corporations, there are considerable um, shrinking of the of the, the workforce through mm-hmm. layoffs or restructuring. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of uncertainty that's out there. And this is a good time, you know, when you're kind of living through that to remember maybe three things um, that I kind of I think love this. When remember I remember you, you sharing this. The, yeah. The panel. I mean, yeah. So, you know, you so said, what are the things? Cause I, I absolutely talked to mentors. I did all of those things, mm-hmm. but if I could kind of just sim- simplify it, you know, one is, um, is this decision or is this opportunity that you're thinking about, will it advance your career? Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't necessarily say it was at a promotion. Cause remember we talked about the stairway you know, could it give you a different experience or a different perspective? Are you learning? But can it advance your career in some way? Mm. The second one, is it financially attractive? That's definitely something that you want to think about. Totally. Right. And the third one, I say, um, does it give you adventure? Right now, adventure is just kind of like a short form for um, are you going to be passionate about this? Is it something that you want to go experience? Is it going to deliver, you know, some kind of new perspective for you that you've been wanting to go explore? So adventure, right? So does it advance your career? Is it financially attractive? And does it give you adventure? Oh, and love. I personally think, and again, this is my own personal philosophy. So, you know, I'm not necessarily right on this. This is just what I kind of believe. Yeah. Um, I think that if you go for um, the job and only satisfies one of these, it'll be okay, you know, but you might be happy for what, six months and then kind of think, oh, what did I do? If you go for two out of the three, you will be fine, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can find something that satisfies all three of these, what an amazing passion experience that you're going to go uncover. How cool. I see it as AFA. So advance in career. Okay. Financial stability or attractiveness and then adventure. Ooh, I like it. You're already putting acronyms in there for me. I I, <laughs> I love that. And it's so relevant right now because a lot of 20 somethings are unfortunately getting laid off or really looking for their next best move in their career. And that's something and it can that be scary too. Totally. Right? I mean, um, you work so hard and you land and you get landed in a job, then you have to, um, kind of think through, you know, some of the, the insecurities or the, you know, kind of the anxieties of, am I going to get, mm-hmm. um, laid off? Uh, you know, is the company going to restructure? 
And this is not something that um, I think that people have to necessarily feel um, that it's them, right? Totally. You know, in a previous generation, the layoff or restructuring kind of um, foray was more of a stigma. Mm. But today it's um, just because people are really restructuring. And, you know, again, I think that we're seeing it out uh, in the marketplace now. So um, it's not easy. Let's face it. You know, these things, these things are not easy, um, but resilience is going to be really important. And I think that the 20 somethings, you know, the, this generation is learning a lot about resilience, you know, having slipped through some very unprecedented times. Absolutely. And also I think a lot of older generations are, are getting laid off. And I think there's more of an interest to hire, you know, young folks who are inundated in social media and really see a different lens on, you know, media to, to really everything. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So Christine curious, what types of mindsets or qualities have really supported you in making decisions that were in alignment for you during the different stages of your career that have ultimately catapulted you to leadership roles as CEO, board of directors, and even a mentor, regardless of setbacks or failures or limitations you may have experienced as human? Um, You know, it's an interesting question, Skylar, because I think that it's really kind of a matter of um, being an eternal optimist. Mm. You know, I'm personally someone that wants to focus on the positive. You, you of course, have to recognize when there are negatives and the challenges because you have to work through those. I mean, they're not going to go away. Um, but for me, it's about trying to be an eternal optimist and to find the opportunity in the crisis Mm. um, to really kind of look for solutions. Um, you do need to allow yourself, um, to get anxious and to have the self-doubt, of course. I mean, you can't just bury it. Right. Um, so yeah, you do, you allow yourself, you know, to make sure that you feel that. So you don't suppress it so much that it, you know, it has, you know, other debilitating effects on you. Totally. Um, but once you've given yourself the permission to do that, then you need to get out of it. Mm. Um, and, and be resilient. Mm. Don't give up. You just can't give up. I love how you said, allow time for yourself to process yep. before, especially before reacting. Um, and I love this meditation by Tara Brock called rain, where it just allows you to like recognize your feelings and emotions, name it, um, and then kind of work through that before making a decision or reacting. Um, that's really, really key. It's true. And, you know, I also think that, um, it's so easy, especially with the, um, the popularity of social media and, um, you know, just everything being out there in the open. Um, and people, other people formulating opinions of what you can mm. and cannot do, what you should and should not do. One of the things I would definitely encourage you, because it takes courage and it takes um, just encouragement mm. um, for you to do you. You know, other people will always have an opinion on what you should do. 
because they see the outside, right? They see you doing things. And so they automatically assume, or they're going to say, you know, you ought to do that. There should be no problem, you know, why, or why don't you do this? Um, or why are but, you doing that? Yes, exactly. But you do you, you know, because mm-hmm. they don't know everything that's going on in, inside. It's not just the Instagram, you know, face that you, that you show, right? It's, it's maybe you're thinking about making a pivot, but people don't know that. Right. Mm. So um, you, you do you don't be forced or feel compelled to do what other people think that you should do. <laughs> I needed to hear that. Yes, Skylar. Yeah. You do you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's so, so true. true though, right? It's so true. And everyone's going to be so different and being different is okay. And we need people to be different. That's how we build, right. you know? That's right. And, you know, that's, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the importance of mentorship. And yeah. so okay, that's when people are suggesting things, but mentors take the time, genuine mentors take the time to know you. Mm. Right. And they're going to walk with you and they're going to give you advice. But in the end, you still need to do you, you need yeah. to take in all of this advice because you're going to get different kinds of advice. And they're going to say, you know, that you could go this way, you could go that way, but you know, which, which is more important to you, which works better for you? You know, what are the realities that you need to um, consider? Mm. Because it's not just kind of like the Nirvana, the idealistic kind of goal that you're trying to go for. Of course you need to dream. Absolutely. You need to dream, but there's some points, you know, just it's life, right. That you need to be practical. Yeah. So you might have to be making a practical decision. doesn't mean that you're giving up your dream, but right here, right now, you might have to be practical. So it's a balance. And so you can get all of these pieces of advice from mentors, which I really encourage you to talk to people that you trust and be willing to be vulnerable with those people that you're, that you trust. Mm -hmm. But in the end, make that, you've got to make your own decision. Yeah. And owning that decision. I mean, for me, when I was like making a decision between um, two career options, it was so overwhelming for me and both looked so different. And I talked to obviously all of my mentors in my circle and I I, I worry about making the right right decisions. And so I just remember like talking to my parents and they're like, you need to meditate, sit with this you know, take tidbits of everyone's perspective, but then feel like how it feels in your body. And my body like had the answer. Like when I thought about one option, it, it kind of tightened up a little bit and the yeah. other one just felt right. And your your body knows and you know. Your body knows, you know. And one of the things um, is that a decision doesn't have to be forever. No. That's why you can make career pivots. That's why you can do things because you're going to learn, right? It's all about being a learning journey. Mm -hmm. And once you kind of go down a path where um, it felt right, and you know what, Skylar, it could be right. It could be the right one. But after you're in it for a while or after you've learned, you know, certain things um, and said, you know what, either maybe I've learned what I can learn Mm -hmm. or maybe I've learned that this is not the right fit. That's cool. And that's why I used evolving dreams because our dreams can evolve, they can grow, they can change as we grow. And that's an accomplishment. Like that's cool. That's right. Yeah. But the important thing is not to give up. No. Right. And just to be resilient. Love the word resilient. Also, I was just thinking about legacy 
and how that ties into being different. And I think also being an amazing leader um, or an amazing manager is inspiring others to be themselves and to be different because that's how we leave a legacy and our mark is by being us. It is about um, being us. And I think that in a work environment, yeah. if you, um, this is a good question. Who you are, you know, as a, as a person, um, you equally need to understand how to be effective. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you need to know how you come across and how you're emoting and how you're messaging, because um, remember whatever message that you give out, that does not necessarily mean that the receiver got the same message, Mm. right? Um, You might be saying something in a louder voice just because you're louder, but the person that is um, receiving it might think, oh, you're shouting at me, right? So you need to also understand how you are, impacting others and the style of which you are impacting others. So Mm -hmm. yes, important for you to be you and to appreciate your individuality. But if you're going to be in a work environment, you also need to understand situational leadership or how to be effective working with others. Absolutely. So you do, you can't just be unbendable is what I'm. No. Do you think it's, it's, it's about, acknowledging and embracing your individuality, but also seeing the full picture of, okay, how does my presence personality fit in the room, fit in the team and like reading the room before you step into it and know that whatever you say, how you present yourself affects your team. And so it's, yeah, your, it's, it's yeah. about, it's about learning how to collaborate. Yes. Right. It's about yeah. collaboration um, because you know, how is it? So you might have an opinion. But, um, you know, how you express your opinion, you need to understand within that group that you're interacting with, you know, what's the most effective way to voice that opinion. Mm. Right. Uh, And how do you include others, you know, in terms of inclusivity, right? If you have two people that are trying to yell over each other just because they're more extroverted and then the introverts are not saying anything because they can't get a word in edgewise because the extroverts are are like all over each other, then not a collaborative environment, right? No. So, um, you can appreciate each other's differences, embrace, you know, the similarities, but most importantly is, again, it comes down to communication. It's about listening to each other, mm-hmm. right? So being on this train of leadership and legacy, how can people either in the office or remote or in their personal lives, really integrate your leadership perspective into their daily lives to, again, listen, learn, and connect with your heart. Only then you can lead with authentic passion. Well, you know, it's really pretty, um, I guess, individualistic on how you would embrace that perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, Because, you know, how do you listen? It's about active listening. Right. Um, Being present. It really comes down to being present, Skylar. And how do you do that with with others? Um, And I think that that's something that's important, just interacting with another human being Mm. to be genuine is being authentic. Right. So being a leader is just simply because perhaps number one, you've amassed a little bit more experience than others. 
right? And um, they can learn from you. But being a leader is also about being able to make a decision, mm. right? Um, when you make a decision, you know, how do you communicate that decision? Um, for me, you know, do you have conviction, mm. right? Are you committed? Do you have compassion, mm. right? So if you're convicted, you have a point of view, right? You've made a decision and are you committed? So based on the fact that you have a point of view, that you've made a decision, are you committed to that decision? Do you demonstrate that you, through all your actions and your words that you're really going to walk the talk, mm. right? Or are you going to defend whatever decision that's being made or are you being wishy-washy? Right. So how committed are you? And when you have compassion mm. for that, that means that you're aware of how people around you are understanding the decision. Um, and most importantly, you know, where is everybody going? Are they going together at the same time? Right. That that North Star, because whatever the decision is, it needs to be clearly communicated. Right. Um, and when you can clearly communicate, then everybody can rally around and get to the same place. Mm. So even if you have had the point of view and you've made a decision, you're for, you're personally committed to it. If you're not making others aware of it, where everybody has to work together and collaborate and get there and having the compassion to say, to like pause for a second, it's like, does everybody understand? Yeah. Right. Is everybody good with it? Um, it's hard to get to a result, right? Unless you've got these, these things. What I'm sensing from all of this is charisma. And I love that word because I think that embodies a lot of what you've been, you know, talking about in this past episode. And also, you know, compassion is huge. It is. It's like, understanding how you are affecting others and the team can only grow in my opinion if you if you have that compassion and a lot of people leave jobs because they're manager I don't think is compassionate yeah and and compassionate doesn't always mean you know that that they're always making you feel good or, um, no, no, you know, that, that kind of, it's good if you can do that, but compassion is also for me, is just kind of a, a broader word of in this, in this instance, um, to be aware yeah. of what's happening now. Um, I, as a leader cannot expect you to be an expert in everything. Right. And you might be in a new role, right? Especially if you're 20 something, you're, you're in a new role, you're probably get getting training. And, you know, I am a big believer of you better be working hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you better be applying yourself, you better be giving your every best effort. I as a manager will expect that from you. Yep. But equally, if you're learning, or you're in training, I can't expect you to be that expert. So it is your responsibility. Uh, it's also, it's a shared responsibility, but it's your responsibility. If you need specific guidance or help or more specificity around something yeah. that needs um, a result that you have to deliver, 
Yeah. It's up to you to ask me. Totally. Right. Because if you don't ask me, well, I'm no. not going to be able to sit there and read your mind. No. Um, and I'm going to assume, I'm going to tell you right now as a leader, I'm going to assume that you know how to do it. Yeah. And therefore I'm going to expect you to deliver the result, and I'm going to give you feedback accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also an, a very, very key word for 20 somethings and even plus is to always be an advocate for yourself. So fight for yourself. If you're uncertain, ask. Like I'm always, always advocating for myself in and out of the workplace um, because no one else is going to fight for you. No one else is going right. to go after your dreams for you. And so you have to ask for what you want, ask when you need help. Um, That's right. Yeah. It goes both a, ways. When, when it, what I want to make sure though, that we communicate though, it's not just yeah. a ask, yeah. it's a smart ask. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, um, you need to demonstrate independence and in, in what you're doing. So as a manager, I'm going to want to make sure, did you try to do this yourself already? Mm-hmm. And um, if you need something that's clarified, I'm happy to do it. If you need additional training, did you identify, you know, a specific kind of angle that you, that you need, but I need to be reassured that you're just not asking because you want me to do you're the lazy. work for you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, if you need me to do your work for you, I don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so um, I love the fact that you talk about being an advocate. Um, it's about being a smart advocate because again, mm-hmm. you need to be aware of, you know, of, of the people around you um, and how your messages or how your asks will, will be perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understand what the best way you know, to communicate your needs in the environment that you're in. Yeah. And if you need help for that, ask friends, ask mentors. Mentors, always, right. always. Yeah. I think resources outside of work are. And Skylar, I'll also tell you about mentorship. You know, I have uh, one amazing experience where I was a mentor for um, a mentee and uh, we had that mentorship relationship for many years. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we actually both ended up leaving the company, you know, that company and we reconnected years later. And I was thinking about going from my phase one of big corporate and jumping into phase two, which was kind of the entrepreneurial ecosystem. She was already there. She had already been in an entrepreneurial kind of um, role. And we reversed mentorships because that's so cool. My mentor. And then I was her mentee because I was learning something new. I was wanting to understand this entrepreneurial ecosystem. And so um, it's been wonderful. And then now, you know, we were kind of in a different discussion where sometimes I'm the mentor and sometimes she's the mentor, you know, so it's become, it's just this beautiful relationship. It's very osmotic. Um, but you know, the, don't think just because you're a mentor one day that that same person that you're mentoring won't be your men- men- mentor. That's so you don't cool. become the mentee, you know, like yeah. I And that says just so much about the two of you and being flexible and also really driving at the fact of what we said about always learning and staying curious. Absolutely. Yes. The more people, you know, the better, the more, you know, the better. It's so awesome. Christine, what are some of the steps you think that we can take to start feeding into our legacy bank? Do you think it's us, you know, unapologetically being ourselves? What are some of the qualities that you would point out? Um, you know, 
first of all, I think that it's different for everyone. The journey yeah, is different yeah. from everyone. So, you know, I would hesitate to say, okay, these are the, these are yeah. the actual steps. Um, but I think that what's really important is that you define your priorities. Mm. I mean, it's the combination of two things. It's the priorities that you have mm. and your value systems, mm. your, your personal value system. And these two have to work together. Don't be afraid to make a decision that maybe goes against the grain of what others expect you to do or want you to do. Don't be forced into that decision if it goes against the grain of these two in combination with each other. Because in the end, you still have to live with yourself. Yeah. Right? And if you feel uh, unencumbered and free, it doesn't mean that won't be hard, but you will feel unencumbered and, and, and free if you can say, I, these are my priorities and I put them in front of me mm. and I'm going to stand by them. And I can do that because I have this value system and I'm not going to compromise those because once I compromise my value system, you've compromised yourself. You are probably the most amazing mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is such a helpful episode. Oh, I feel you like you need to invite me to come and chat with you, Skylar. It's mind blowing. Like I, I really see like I, we have these acronyms. We have all these steps. Like I cannot <laughs> wait to get this on paper on syllabus steps. One question before we wrap it up and we get into the syllabus steps. And I love this question and I love asking okay. seasoned leaders this, but if you could go back to your younger self, let's say like 28 years old, what is one piece of advice that you would tell her? Believe in yourself. Mm. It sounds simple, right? Yeah. But you have to believe in yourself. And again, it comes down to having that priorities in your head. Maybe it's an ambition. Maybe it's a family kind of balance, you know, whatever it is. Um, and make sure that it coincides with your value system. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, believe in yourself because you will make things happen and you will be able to um, unveil a career journey or a life journey that is you. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, love it. Okay. We are wrapping today's episode with syllabus steps. Really, this is a time for us to recap what we have learned from your journey and how we can actually integrate your insight into our daily lives. So Christine, do you have any specific books, podcasts, tools, resources that have really supported you and your past and present teams to fully embody the leadership perspective in and out of the office to really unlock the next level of leadership and legacy, regardless of what comes your way? Hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to keep it simple and say yes. it's really kind of life's journey is going to be your best teacher. Mm. Um, I'd have to honestly come back to you if you wanted a list of books or, you know, or anything. Um, but, and I'm happy to kind of go, go look and go look there, but it's, it's about, it's about 
not being afraid uh, to be bold, mm. right? So um, again, it's it. I you know I know I'm being repetitive here. You'll have to edit it out, Skyler. No, <laughs> you know, but it's, I love it's really it. about matching these things of of um, how you want to live your life. Um, what is the legacy that you want? to leave behind in terms of the imprint of your contribution, mm-hmm. right? Not only your personal contribution, but the imprint um, and the impact that you can make on those that are around you. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like throughout this entire episode, we've been really, really hitting at details um, and specific mindsets that are relevant to you and your team. So I, I love what you just summarized. And I have one more question. It's okay. a fun little fill in the blank moment. So oh my goodness. Okay. Regardless of blank, I am blank. Ah, let's see. Regardless of blank, I am blank. Regardless of any headwinds. Mm. I am optimistic. Mm. Mm. I love that. Christine, I adore you. I am so happy that we met and you are just a freaking rock star of a woman that I want in my life forever. I hope you know that. And I'm just so grateful that you spent this hour with me on Regardless. Well, I'm delighted. Thank you so much for your invitation, Skylar. It was just so helpful. And a lot of the things that we talked about really hit home with me and just reassured me. And just thank you for that. Oh, well, happy to do it. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's Soul Conversation and will apply it to your very own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin and at RegardlessThePod. Thank you for tuning into Regardless. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about the uncomfortable. Now go kick some ass.